it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 176, The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, part one. So today I'm starting a new series going through an incredible book called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Katherine Ponder. Now, this is a book that I completely stumbled upon when I interviewed somebody else on the I Heart My Life show, Dr. Jay LaGuardia. His episode's coming up in a bit. And he shared the name of this book with me literally just in passing. He was talking about his morning routine and talked about how he went through this book on a regular basis. He would read a little bit of it every single day. He got a practice from this book that really changed his life. So I immediately went out and got the book. And I do this all the time. When somebody recommends a book, especially that has to do with money, I'll go out and get it. And normally I'll get the Kindle book so I can start it right away. And then if I really love it, I'll order a hard copy. So since discovering this book literally just a few days ago, I have referred it to so many people. I ordered a hard copy for myself as well as for my husband because I think it's something that everyone needs to dive into. I haven't been able to put it down. And I've implemented so many of the practices already and have seen results. So that led me to truly know that I need to share this book with you. Obviously, you can get it for yourself, but make sure that you listen to all the parts of this series so that you can start to understand the laws of prosperity and how you can use them in your life. For a lot of people, right now, there are many, many challenges. There are things that are coming up that are unprecedented. There are issues um, in life and in business that maybe we didn't expect. There are things going on at home that are uncertain and causing some stress like homeschooling and all the things that we've had to deal with amidst the pandemic. But you still deserve to be wealthy. You deserve to have all the abundance that you desire. And so we're going to dive into this book in a series of sessions that's going to help you uncover how you can actually make that happen. So regardless of where you're at on the spectrum in terms of wealth, This is for you, and I know you're going to uncover and and discover a lot of really cool practices that you can put into play right now in your life, in your business, in your relationships to create more abundance. So let's dive in. Are you looking to transform your relationship with money? Are you looking to make more money? Are you looking to increase your sales or maybe support your team in making more sales? If so, keep listening. We have our I Heart Money course available just for you. This is my signature course that helps you uncover all the things that are stopping you from creating more wealth. We go through eight modules together. You get a workbook plus video trainings, as well as access to over 20 hours of group coaching calls that I recorded with real life women who want to make more money. You're going to get so much from this program, and I want to give you an opportunity to get it at 15% off. So if you go to iheartmylife.com and go to our courses page, you're going to see iHeartMoney on there. If you use the promo code podcast, you're going to save that 15%. We'll also link it in the show notes. I want to make sure that you are able to create as much wealth as you desire, because that's the only way that you're going to be able to impact the world and step fully into your purpose and have all of the opportunities that you desire. You deserve to live a life of abundance. You deserve to be fully satisfied. You deserve to be fulfilled. And that's what I Heart Money is all about. So again, it's perfect for you if you are a new entrepreneur. It's perfect for you if you are a seasoned entrepreneur looking to go to the next level. It's perfect for you if you're in a career and you want to have a raise. It's perfect for you if you want to support your team and going to the next level. Maybe you have a sales team and you want to help them hit their next level money goals. 
It's also perfect for you if you want to learn all about money mindset and teach it to your clients. So again, go to iheartmylife.com, go to the courses page and check out iHeartMoney and use the promo code podcast to save 15%. So once again, this book is called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Katherine Ponder. To be honest with you, I had no idea who Katherine Ponder was. And so when I dove into this book, I was really interested to hear more about her story. She wrote this book back in the 60s, and what she talks about is the fact that 15 years before it, life looked really hopeless for her. She was widowed, she had an infant son, she had no training for any type of work, and therefore no means of income. She also said that her family was not able to offer any financial assistance, and if anyone from the outside looking in would have observed her, they would have thinking they would have thought, you know what, prosperous thinking or no prosperous thinking, there's a hopeless case. Those are her words. And so what she realized, though, is that her mind was actually the tool to her creating wealth and abundance and to her getting out of this situation and creating a different life for her son. So she talks all about the different laws of prosperity and how she actually utilized them in her life and ultimately became a pastor and actually started to teach on all of these principles. Now, she uses the Bible in particular to teach all these laws. But if I use the word God in these on these trainings, I want you to really understand that this could be that could be replaced with the universe or spirit, whatever it is that you believe in. So I want you to really listen for the things that stand out, the things that resonate with you most. Forget about like the religious side of things. Again, I don't know what your um, religious beliefs are, but here we're talking about laws. We're talking about um, we're talking about spirit. We're talking about universe. Whatever it is that resonates with you, just fill in the blank. All right. So I'm going to dive into chapter one here, which is called the shocking truth about prosperity. So what she uncovered as somebody who ended up being a a trainer, basically, she would go and she would host these lectures on prosperity was that there were a lot of people who were in the room who felt guilty for being there. So she realized that these this guilt oftentimes stemmed from certain religious beliefs. A lot of people were actually taught that it was more pious to be poor and that wanting a lot of money was greedy. And she actually says in the book, she says, you are prosperous to the degree that you are experiencing peace, health, and plenty in your world. So for her, it's not just about money. It's also looking at your health. It's looking at the peace that you're experiencing. And she also realized that she had to support people and understanding that in the Bible, it was not actually um, a pious thing to be poor. That happened later on. And I'm not going to get into all of that. That's not the purpose of what we're teaching here. But she was able to use all of the things in the Bible that she had studied and that were really important and powerful to her to show people that it was actually their duty and it was what the universe God spirit wanted for them in terms of their life. He, the universe wants you to be wealthy, to be abundant. And that she says, she says in the book here, she says, it is shockingly right instead of shockingly wrong for you to be prosperous. Obviously, you cannot be very happy if you are poor and you need not be poor. It is a sin. Poverty is a form of hell caused by man's blindness to God's unlimited good for him. And again, she's using him here. So you can fill in the blank if you are female listening to this. Poverty is a dirty, uncomfortable, degrading experience. Poverty is actually a form of a disease. And in its acute phases, it seems to be a form of insanity. 
Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about poverty in that way. Obviously, I don't want to experience poverty, and I know that there's a lot of negative things that can happen because of it, but I've never actually thought about poverty as a disease or a form of insanity. But that's what she's saying here. So that's a really extreme opinion. She even goes on to say that a doctor I know has said that he would have few patients if it were not for financial problems, worry, strain, and tension, all which lead to ill health. He states that our mental hospitals are filled with people who have found that financial strain over a long period of over a long period impaired their minds and bodies to the point of incapacity. It has even been estimated that nine tenths of mankind's illnesses are caused by the strain, misery, and unhappiness of poverty. Now, this is very much in alignment with what Marianne Williamson teaches. There's a quote that I absolutely love that I share all the time on some of my trainings about how it's actually our duty to be wealthy. And what happens when we're wealthy is that we don't have to worry about money. And so it frees our mind up to focus on how we can impact the world, how can we, how we can utilize our talents, how we can make a difference. That's essentially what she's saying here. So not only does poverty cause illness, it causes a lot of worry and stress, which means we aren't our full selves and we aren't actually able to serve or impact the world in the way that we could if we had money. She says, because you, besides, you can't be much good to yourself or to anyone else unless you are prosperous. The person who does not desire to be prosperous is abnormal because without prosperity, you live abnormally. You cannot live fully on the physical plane without proper food, comfortable clothing, warm shelter, and without freedom from excessive toil. Rest and recreation are also needed for your physical life. And then she goes on to say that you need to be prosperous in order to thrive in the physical life, as well as the mental life, as well as the spiritual life. And so again, it just comes back to the fact that when we are prosperous and when we live in abundance, anything is possible and we're able to live life to the fullest. There's another quote that I love by Raymond Hollywell, and he talks about this exact same thing. He talks about how desire is actually just a calling for more life. And I absolutely love that because how often are we making ourselves wrong for wanting to create more wealth or wanting to have more abundance in our life or wanting to have more clients or a bigger house or whatever it is, or wanting to have more impact? But that's actually just your heart longing for a more fulfilled life, okay? Then she goes on to talk about the link between thought and supply. She says, God's rich supply is all around you universally, as well as innately within you, as talents and abilities and ideas longing for expression. This is what is so important here. So when you start to recognize, and I know that this was the same for her, she talks about in the book, when you recognize that the, the opportunity to transform your finances, your bank account, everything that you want is within you. Some for some people that can be a lot of pressure, but for other people it's like such a relief to know that you already have everything you need within you in order to change your circumstances. And I know that's that's exactly what she realized. It was such a relief to know that the answer to her prayers essentially was her mind and she could start to transform her thinking to create a new reality. And she did that through utilizing her talents, her abilities, and her ideas. So I always say that when you feel a desire, when you experience a desire, it's meant for you and possible. You don't even have to question it because you would not have that desire. It would not have been given to you. You would not have been made aware of it 
unless you are energetically aligned with it. And I love that so much because it makes it really simple. If you have a desire for more money, if you have a desire for a house, if you have a desire for a certain opportunity, a certain connection, whatever it may be, you know, okay, great. I've been made aware of this. There are plenty of people out there who do not want this thing. (laughs) I want it. And so I must be energetically aligned, which also means that I must have the ability to bring it to life or to fulfill that thing. And that's exactly what she's saying here. Your mind is your connecting link with it. So your mind is your connecting link with the thing in your heart, right? That thing that you want and actually achieving it. Your attitudes, your mental concepts, beliefs, and outlook are your connecting link with God's rich substance and your access to it. God can only do for you what he can do through you by means of your thoughts and ideas, which lead to your reactions. Thus, prosperous thinking opens the way to prosperous results. Okay, so that's the first thing she wants you to understand. We haven't even gotten to the laws of prosperity yet, but we need to understand that our mind is that link. And so we're going to talk about how you use your mind to create your prosperous life and how you use the desires that you have in your heart for more prosperity to help bring all of your skills, all your talents, all your abilities to life. So let me go into chapter two, which is the basic law of prosperity. So we're getting into the first law here. She said that scientists describe this law as action and reaction, but some people have termed the law supply and demand. Emerson described it as the law of compensation, whereby like attracts like. He declared that the law of compensation is the law of laws. She says she likes to think of the basic law of prosperity as radiation and attraction. That which you radiate outward in your thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures, as well as words, you will attract into your life and affairs. But you cannot get something for nothing. And I think that's really interesting. We've all heard about the law of attraction. We've heard about what we put out is what we get back. But I love how she says here, you cannot get something for nothing. And when I first read that, I thought to myself, is this, this, this feels like lack. Of course you can get something for nothing. (laughs) I believe anything is possible. But what she says here is perhaps you are thinking, what could such a person give when he seems so in lack? So maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, there's nothing for me to give, which is essentially what she's saying. She's saying you need to give or radiate something in order to get something in return. And maybe for you, you don't have any money or you're in a place of lack at the moment. So you're wondering what you could get. And she says, there's always something that someone can give, either tangibly or intangibly, that will put him in touch with God's rich supply. So in this book, she actually gives an example of a widow who was struggling financially and wanted to use this law to create some sort of momentum and wealth in her life. And it was for something really simple to be able to pay for groceries. And she was thinking to herself, how in the world can I give to somebody else when I myself have not actually um, been taken care of? And this is another important point here. How can you give to others if you yourself haven't been taken care of? But what we're talking about here is you give to others first, in a sense, to create momentum with this law. So what she in particular did was she decided to cut some flowers from her garden and give them to her neighbor. Right. And that created that that flow of energy. And she radiated out that generosity and she was actually given money for groceries in return, not by the same person, but by somebody else. 
Now it's just one story. If we take that and apply it to my life, I also saw the same thing happen. Back when I was living in London, I was in a terrible place financially. I had tons of credit card debt. I was a struggling student. I was working as a nanny for like $12 an hour. And I always thought to myself, I can't afford to tip anyone. And so I would go and get my hair done. I would go and um, I don't even know what I did, but there were, oh, go out to eat. And I would tip as little as possible. And it helped because in the UK, tipping isn't necessarily expected. Um, And so, you know, I had a very different mindset about that. But then I started to understand the law of attraction and I started to understand money mindset. And I realized that I was holding on to money like I was never going to receive any more. And that's a terrible thing to put out into the world when you're holding on to something so tight because you don't think that you're going to be able to receive. Well, that's exactly what happens. You don't actually receive. You say it, stay in the same place. So I had to start to shift my thinking and recognize that money flows to me all the time. And so it was safe to let go of it. And again, maybe you don't give money, but you give of your time. I know for one of my colleagues, his name is Bob Heilig, at the beginning of building his business, he was seeing no traction whatsoever. So he finally decided to stop thinking about the money. And instead, he started to be really generous with his time. So every single day for six months, he got on Facebook Live and did a training. And eventually, six months later, he actually hosted this webinar. I think it was a paid webinar, something like $7. He had thousands of people show up on this webinar, and he made over six figures on that training. Everything snowballed from there. Now he has a multi-million dollar business. Okay? So I want you to really understand what is it that you could give that would put you in a place of generosity and get that energy flowing. That's what we're thinking about. Like right now, your energy might be stuck. She describes it as basically removing the dam from your energy, from the flow of money. And that's one way to do it by giving. Okay. Then she says, uh, mental preparation comes first when it comes to creating that wealth in your life. What a thrill it is to realize that all things can be accomplished within the mind first that your mind is your divine power for good. The reason all things can be accomplished mentally first is that the mind is the connecting link between the formed and the unformed world. Man's difficulties come when he uses this power in reverse. So think about it right now. Are you in that place of lack like I was, thinking that nothing's working, like you don't have any money, blaming people for your current situation? Or are you in a place of recognizing that abundance is all around and thinking that, Everything you desire is right around the corner. She says you, got, you have to radiate deliberately in order to attract the good you desire. Otherwise, you get into a limited trend of thought and produce limited results. Now, there's been tons of research done on how much of our mind we actually use. Some people say it's as little as 10%. So we are all producing limited results at all times. That's why I'm such a big... Um, champion for us tapping into our desires and what it is that we have in our heart and what we believe is meant for us. Because that's the real truth. And even when you tap into that, that only takes us so far. There's so much more available for us. Then she goes into talking about how you are magnetic. She says, you do not have to force success and prosperity to yourself. Instead, you can develop that exalted, expectant, expectant, prosperous state of mind that is a magnet for all good things of the universe to hasten to you rather than entertaining the tense, critical, anxious, depressed, unforgiving, possessive state of mind that is a magnet for all kinds of trouble and failure. That's exactly what I was doing 
when I was thinking that there was not enough money for me and that I couldn't afford to tip. I was putting out that tense, anxious, possessive state of mind when it came to money. I've had a couple of mentors tell me that when it seems like sales aren't coming in, they will actually go and spend more money because they know about the laws of the universe and they know they're prepared to do the work to make that money, but they also know that that gets the energy flowing. So I'm not telling you to go out and spend everything that you have if it feels like the sales aren't coming in, but I want you to take a look at your energy and ask yourself, what are you currently radiating out and how can you focus on giving in order to receive? So she says here, psychologists further state that man can release more result getting power in one hour of concentrated use of his mind than in 24 hours of physical work. That is crazy. For someone who is a workaholic like myself, to think that I can get more done by meditating or thinking or journaling for one hour versus 24 hours of work, that's a little depressing, right? But it's also really exciting. So how can you utilize your mind in that power hour or even 10 minutes of meditation to really focus on what it is that you want and just imagine how things would start to transform if you even did that in the morning and set your day up for success because you got in the right frame of mind. How much easier would things happen? How much more flow would there be in your life? How much less hard work and grind would you have to put into things? Then she says, I'm an ir- irresistible magnet. Oh, let me, let me back up for a second. So um, then she says, uh, let's see, some psychologists even believe that man can release more result getting power through one hour of concentrated thought than a month of physical work. So some people believe it's more than 24 hours. And then for some people believe that when you use your mind uh, for an hour, that power hour, it actually does more than a month of physical work. Now, again, I don't have the research here in front of me. This is taken from a book, but I can totally see what she's talking about. Because sometimes we think it's about doing more, but it's really about shifting our mindset, shifting our attitude, opening up our eyes to different possibilities, different ways of getting the same result. And I know I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I make it way harder than it needs to be. So one of the things she mentions in this section of the book is this little phrase that I actually copy and pasted into a graphic for myself because I loved it so much. It's a little mantra that I think um, everyone needs to hear. So she says this. I am an irresistible magnet with the power to attract unto myself everything that I divinely desire. According to the thoughts, feelings, and mental pictures, I constantly entertain and radiate. I am the center of the universe. I have the power to create whatever I wish. I attract whatever I radiate. I attract whatever I mentally choose and accept. I begin choosing and mentally accepting the highest and best in life. I now choose and accept health, success, and happiness. I now choose lavish abundance for myself and for all mankind. This is a rich, friendly universe, and I dare to accept its riches, its hospitality, and to enjoy them now. So feel free to play that part over and over. And of course, if you have the book, definitely grab that quote. It's such a good one. All right, so now we're going to get into chapter three, which is the last part of this episode. It's actually my favorite thing that we're going to cover today. So let's dive in. She says, when a person is honestly trying to be prosperous, is thinking along prosperous lines and still fails, it is usually because he needs to evoke the vacuum law of prosperity. 
She says, if you want great good, greater prosperity in your life, start forming a vacuum to receive it. In other words, this is what this means. She says, get rid of what you don't want to make room for what you want. Now, she goes on to talk about clothes in particular and how she actually uh, wanted some new clothes for a certain event or something. So she actually decided to get rid of her current clothes, give them to her sister and make room for more clothes and the money for more clothes in particular to come into her life. Now, you can do this with anything. Say, for example, right now you work with clients. Maybe you have a one-on-one coaching program. I know for me, I have a limited amount of spots in my coaching program, at least at this level, because there's only one of me and I can only take on so many clients. If I were to say yes and get into a coaching contract with someone who is not the right fit, that person would be taking up a spot that could otherwise go towards go to somebody else, somebody who was a better fit. It's the same thing with relationships. If you're in a romantic relationship with somebody who's not a good fit for you, you're basically blocking the opportunity for the other person who is the right fit to come into your life. So really think about that. You can look at every single area. She also talks about furniture. Do you have furniture in your house right now that's not a fit? Are you wondering why the money's not coming in for a different set of furniture? All these examples can be used as the vacuum law of prosperity. She says new substances do not flow easily into a cluttered situation. Think about that. New substances do not flow easily into a cluttered situation. I talk about this all the time with my clients. I ask them, do you have the capacity to receive? That can be money. It can be clients. Do you even have the time on your calendar? If you want to receive more clients, put the time on your calendar. Open up a spot for a new client right? It's like common sense, but we don't think about it. We think, oh my gosh, you know, I have no time for a client yet. I want another client. Well, those are conflicting feelings, conflicting thoughts. She says, when you begin moving out of your life, what you do not want, you automatically are making way for what you do want. It sounds so obvious, but so many of us are forgetting this key point. I absolutely love it. Then she goes on to say that if you are experiencing or if you're, if you're working towards um, putting into play the vacuum law of prosperity, but you don't seem to be getting the results, oftentimes forgiveness can be the answer. She says many negative subconscious attitudes are stored in our emotions that we are not even consciously aware of. So she says, if you're feeling like things aren't working, really ask yourself, who could you forgive? And I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I want to get to the kind of the main points of these chapters. So we're not sitting here for a good hour. So she says, forgiveness is the answer. She says, sit for a half an hour every day and mentally forgive everyone that you are out of harmony with, feel badly towards or are concerned about. If you have accused anyone of injustice, if you have discussed anyone unkindly, if you have criticized or gossiped about anyone, if you are legally involved with anyone, mentally ask for their forgiveness subconsciously, they will respond. In a like manner, if you've accused yourself of a failure or mistake, forgive yourself. Forgiveness can form a vacuum that will undam your prosperity and success. Isn't that so amazing to think about the fact that maybe your prosperity and success is just blocked, but you have the power to unblock it through forgiveness, through transforming your mindset, James and I talk about that. We've talked about that before, actually, and we didn't use the analogy of a dam, but we use the analogy of like a holding pattern. 
you know, when you're on a flight and the plane isn't allowed to land yet and it's just circling the airport. That used to happen to us all the time at London Heathrow for whatever reason. They're always backed up. We would we recognize that for some people, money can kind of be in a holding pattern and it's available for you. We know that there is wealth out there. We know that there are banks full of money, but it might just not be in your bank account yet. So it's in that holding pattern or it's in that dam. So you want to unblock it and forgiveness can do that. It makes complete sense because oftentimes if we are holding a grudge against somebody, even if it's ourself, that's a lot of weight to carry. And so you can see, you know, using all the metaphors here in this in this one uh, episode in these final few minutes, you can see that that's a lot of baggage, right? And if you're weighed down, you're not going to move as quickly. Things aren't going to be as attracted to you. It's very heavy. The energy is heavy. It's not free flowing like a, like a stream, right? It's stuck. So we want to release that. And forgiveness is one of the ways that you can do that. She says, releasing is magnetic. Through release, your power of attracting good is greatly increased. Then she talks about the fact that if you are experiencing lack, that you should talk about it to no one. Speaking of economic lack and limitation keeps many people in the poorhouse financially. Never think of yourself as poor or needy. Do not talk about hard times or the necessity for strict economy. Do not think about how little you have, but how much you have. There must be constant elimination of the old to keep pace with this growth. When you cling to the old, you hinder your advance or stop it altogether. This is so beautiful. I want to break this down a little bit more. I had this exact same experience when I was going through my own quarter life crisis and felt like there was a lot of lack in my life. The moment I started to shift things to gratitude and focus on what I already had, right? She says, do not think of how little you have, but how much you have. Once I shifted to how much I have, everything started to change, truly, okay? This is so easy to do every single day. Find at least one or two things that you are grateful for. Focus on the stuff that is going right. Even if it's, I used to focus on my my pumpkin spice latte and the coffee that I had that day or somebody opening the door for me. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but shift your focus onto how much you have. And then you're gonna start to radiate a different energy. Your mind is going to chemically change right? There's something called neuroplasticity, which is an actual scientific thing, how we can rewire our brain. So that's what you start to do. And you start to see more abundance in your life because you're also focused on more abundance. Just like when you go on a date with somebody, somebody is going to be much more attracted to you if you were in a happy space, if you were joyful, if you were positive versus you being a Debbie Downer. And I love this last piece. I'm going to read it again. There must be constant elimination of the old to keep pace with this growth. When you cling to the old, you hinder your advance or stop it altogether. So think about when we cling to old processes or old clients because we don't think anyone new is going to come in and we get super needy or we cling to that relationship because we don't think we're deserving of something better or there's no one else out there for us. That's rooted in lack. So that's what we're looking to shift. And, uh, you know, if you desire the thing that you currently have, great. But what it's saying is that the universe and life is always about growth and newness. And I think in our world, we often make that wrong as well. And so I want you to really own what it is that you want, own the life that you are craving, own the things, own the milestones, the accomplishments, because whatever you are craving, that is what is in store for you. That's what it's available for you. And the sooner that we own it, the sooner we stop judging it the sooner that dam is going to be released or the holding pattern is going to 
that Heathrow is going to allow you to, to land at the airport and you're going to see more abundance. So I hope you love today's episode. It's super fun for me to talk about all this. It's my favorite topic in the world, money mindset, prosperity, creating more wealth. And again, I'm recording a whole series of episodes. So I hope you tune into the next ones. They're going to be just as good. And let me know what comes up for you as you implement all these things into your life. I hope you loved today's episode. It was super fun for me to record. Definitely take some action on some of the tips that I gave you in today's episode. You can also go to our courses page on iheartmylife.com and check out our iHeart Money course. This is perfect for you if you want to start transforming your money mindset to create more wealth. We also have our special money audio on that page, so you can check that out as well. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, and I look forward to talking to you next time. We hope you love this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.